0: Hello and welcome to a mini bonus episode of Blethered. I'm Sean McDonald and my guest is Swedish journalist Patrick Sick. Patrick is currently head of audio for Aftonbladet, which is the biggest newspaper in Scandinavia. But he's got a wealth of experience as a sports reporter and he also has a Premier League podcast. So naturally we got chatting about football when we randomly met in Florida. Uh, we chatted for ages and Patrick's a top lad. asked if he would come on and have a wee chat with me and he kindly said yes. In this wee episode we talk about a load of things, all football related. We talk about how he became a Liverpool fan what it's like to deal with Henrik Larsson in a media capacity Zlatan Ibrahimović's iconic status within world football and a wee bit more insight into some of Sweden's major exports to European leagues I also get Patrick's insight on what Swedish fans think about Scottish football including the world famous rivalry between Celtic and Rangers this was a very brief and light chat but it was very fun to record so if you like football I think you'll find it a decent lesson if you don't Probably not the one for you, but have a listen anyway. I hope you enjoy it, and as for the tune at the end, well, couldn't resist. Cheers. And we're live, uh, recording from Orlando, Florida, with Patrick Sick from the Aftonbladet. It's the biggest newspaper in Sweden, is that right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, in
1: Scandinavia. Scandinavia? Actually, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Well, it, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't find bigger newspapers in Denmark and Norway because they're, they're smaller countries. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweden's like We like to claim big, biggest newspaper in Scandinavia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. To explain why we're here, so we kind of passed each other and I heard you saying you had a Premier League podcast. I do. And I someone was already talking to Patrick and I was like, right, out of here, yeah. this is between <laughs> us. And we just chatted about football, didn't we, for like yeah. 40 minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. You had some interesting stories and encounters, and I'd like to hear about them. Just for the people listening. Oh, by the way, this is a very short episode. Thank you to the people at Buzzsprout. They are my host company, and they've given us this little studio for kind of last minute, late notice, but we can do a bit of recording. But tell the people listening, if you don't mind, just
1: a bit about background and who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I am the uh, head of audio for, for Aftonbladet. I'm in charge of all the podcasts, the voice platforms, uh, anything like that. And, uh, but I started out as a sports writer. Yeah. Um, actually, I, I started out as a reporter for, for uh, the national broadcast for TV right. uh, in Sweden, as a, um, just as a TV reporter. Um, so I ended up at Aftonbladet as a sports reporter and a TV producer. Uh, so I um, and my way into podcast was through the uh, the first football show we did was which is, which is called silly Poddan, which is about silly season which was you know all the transfers yeah yeah and that quickly got a sister pod called the Premier League pod basically yeah. um, and I host both of them and they very quickly became popular and that's really where the the podcast um, the whole podcast you know, division Mm -hmm. started with for the newspaper. So, I mean,
0: we were talking about it yesterday and you were saying, and I think it's common knowledge for any real football fan that the Swedish fans are fanatical about their own sides, but I take it there is a massive
1: appetite for like the English, English Premier League. Yeah. We have a very like special relationship with the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, um, the Premier League, well, the, the English first division started airing live in Sweden back in the 60s. Wow, really? Um, yeah, there was a time where, where you could get the games on TV in Sweden and not in England or, <laughs> yeah. or the UK. That's funny. Um, so, like, every Saturday, we had a, it's, it became like a, a national, almost like a tradition, like everyone that was, you know, remotely interested in sports yeah. would sit down every Saturday and they would watch the game. And we couldn't get our own league on TV until, like, the late 80s, maybe, we had the first games. Yeah. Um, so, by then, people would have formed, like, stronger relationships, at, at least at some parts of Sweden. I mean, I grew up in a part where we didn't have uh, a p- professional team. We right, didn't okay. have, I mean, the best team in my town, like, my teacher played there. <laughs> it was like, it was like that. It was like fourth-tier Swedish yeah. football, and, I mean... First tier Swedish football isn't very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine the fourth tier. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the English football was really your only connection with professional football. And uh, so there's thousands and thousands of people just like me. They got a team early on, started yeah. started supporting, started following, and uh, started going to England, watching the games. Um, so was it because you're a, you're a Liverpool supporter? I am. Was
0: it around about the 80s that you started watching football? Like yeah. when they were in their real prime? Yeah, that's it.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, the thing was, like in in 89, I was eight. Yeah. Uh, and they were. You know, they were the champions. Yeah. They were, you know, the most successful team uh, in England. Dominating in uh, Europe. Dominating in Europe, like uh, pretty much like Barcelona was in yeah. like five or six years ago, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Liverpool back then. And then they signed the Swedish defender, Glenn Hussein, which was the best Swedish player right, okay. at that time. He just he had just uh, had a, a phenomenal game against, um, against England uh, uh, with the national team. And then he got signed by Liverpool, and I remember sitting next to my dad, and he's like, "This is so cool! This is Liverpool. They're the best team in Europe." Yeah, and he did. It's not like he's not a supporter at all, mm-hmm. but it's like you just explained to me how 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 cool it was that we had a Swedish guy in this team, flying the flag. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty much it for me. I mean, was I was eight. They were on TV every weekend.
0: It's funny, you know, you were saying uh, you were getting the English games in Sweden at that time. You couldn't yeah. get your own games. And in no. England, they couldn't get the games. Yeah. I actually remember, uh, I think it was maybe even the Celtic chairman back when they started talking about televising games. And he was like, nah, because and he his theory was that it would massively impact revenue as a result of fans choosing to stay at home. Yeah. Obviously not thinking outside the box in terms of advertising and exposure and stuff. But it's funny, and I think that's why the FA Cup had so much prestige, because it was the one game that was always televised. Yeah. So everyone would watch it. Maybe it doesn't have as much now. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah, I know. So as we were talking yesterday as well, um, and so you you were talking about Johan Mialbe, served yeah. the centre-back, um, Mikael Lustig, but then obviously the king. Yeah. Well, for, for half of
1: Glasgow anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> Henrik <Glass>, Larsson. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, you've actually dealt with him quite a few times, haven't you? I have. I mean, i worked for uh, the National Broadcaster. We interviewed him a couple of times. Uh, obviously, my newspaper has done yeah. a number of pieces on him. Um, we still do. I mean, he's a, he's a manager in Sweden now, uh, so we still do all the time. He's yeah, yeah. not always the uh, the easiest yeah. <laughs> to, to uh, as a reporter to deal with. He's... Uh, um, you know, he, he can be a bit grumpy sometimes, but he's... I mean, he's a very smart guy. Yeah. He, he, knows, he knows how to control his story, you know. He won't say anything rash. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, obviously, he was a phenomenal football player. Yeah. Uh, one of the best. I mean, he was actually, like, back in 2004 or something, they did, like... Um, they had this award like the best Swedish player of all times. Yeah, and he won it, but then Slatan <laughs> Sl- Ibrahimovic it. just came like two years after and yeah. and and obviously surpassed him. Yeah, uh, I mean we'll never have a player like that again. You know, in world yeah. football, who actually is a, a, a true powerhouse and like a, one of the biggest brands in football. Yeah. I mean, to have that guy from Sweden, but but Henrik Larsson was was yeah he was uh, amazing and. Uh, he's done a, an okay job as a manager. Yeah. People are talking about wanting to
0: be Celtic manager, and I just think, right, listen, sober up. Yeah. Stop drinking at breakfast. No, like, it's not happening because being being a great player rarely equates to being a
1: great manager. They're just yeah. two very separate things. Yeah. I mean, he, it's not like he managed any of the big teams in Sweden either. Yeah. He managed the team where he grew up. Helsingborg, you know. yeah. Yeah. That's where he is right now. Yeah, Um, and this is his second second uh, spell. Second spell there. He got them relegated. He got them relegated, and he got like into a fist fight with some fans, and it was was messy. Uh, And his son was there, and it was yeah, it was chaos. And they both left the club, and it was. And now he's back, and you know they're not. They weren't super super excited by having. Well, the majority were. He's still you know you know the the king king, there. But for some hardcore fans they you know, they think he was disrespected so, in some ways. Yeah. You know, Sounds a bit like Neil Lennon jo- or, or coming yeah. back to Celtic. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> little bit, yeah. But I mean he he hasn't he hasn't done anything as a manager uh, that would, you know, qualify him for, for mm, yeah. a, an international job. At this point, no. What
0: about dealing with people like and Freddie Lumberg? like you know the bigger so-called marquee names? I mean, yeah. how, how were your dealings with them? Zlatan's a fascinating guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. He actually uh, boycotted our newspaper for uh, almost nine years. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. What did you What uh, did you write about him? <laughs> well, it was it was stupid. It was a simple blog post. Uh, one of our oh, yeah. one of the football writers. He is a bit controversial. And he sometimes he gets an idea and he just goes with it. Yeah. So he wrote a contact ad for Slatan because he he had broke up, broken up with his girlfriend. So he was uh, that was this was back in his uh, Ajax days. Right. Okay. It's like in the beginning of his uh, international career. He He had just broken through. He had this big persona. Uh, he was talking about himself in third person, you know, <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Uh, things he did much more when he was younger. Yeah, you yeah. know, I don't know if you know anything about his background. He comes yes. from a super poor, you know, yes. background. Yeah, um, he's from Rosengard.
0: Yeah, I read his yes. biography, which yeah. turned out was like fucking forty percent fiction. Like a lot of it yeah. was just embellished or totally made up. But I still loved reading it. Like,
1: yeah, it's like, um, yeah, I, and I mean. That part of of, of Malma is it's rough, yeah. Especially back then, it was it was super rough, and he had uh, a tough upbringing, and that obviously shaped him into uh, what he is now. But this reporter, he wrote this this like contact ad yeah. for 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 a new girlfriend or wife or whatever, right? Okay, and yeah. he, it, it was like it, it was like comedy. It was like he, yeah, he, like, he joked around with it, yeah. But Slatan found it so disrespectful. Yeah, that he he got absolutely he got furious and <laughs> and he boycotted
0: us for nine years after that. How, what, what made the ice thaw? Did he just let bygones be bygones and he just got over it?
1: Uh, I think it was when I can't remember. I, can, I, uh, I can't remember what. I mean, it was like we were you know at all the press conferences stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But he just wouldn't give one on ones with us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, after a while, it was just. Yeah He just let the bike I think it was He had some new sponsor deal Mm -hmm. And they wanted us I mean we are still The biggest news outlet uh, In Sweden And uh, I think they were like Well let it go now Yeah And it's like yeah
0: You've made your point Like nine
1: years And I mean now There's no No bad blood No no bad blood Yeah Uh, We have We've had designated, you know, slot and reporters, you know, moving to Barcelona, moving to Paris, you know, just to cover him. No
0: way. Um, How delighted must he be every time he gets, like, a big transfer? Like, <laughs> you know, so what was it like? But, um, I mean, he went for, to Amsterdam and then did he go to at yeah, Juventus
1: from there? Yeah, Juventus first. Um, so, Turin and Milan twice. Then, uh, Then down to Inter. Yeah. Milan uh, from Inter to Barcelona Barcelona from Barcelona to Milan Milan, uh, to, Milan Paris. to Paris and then from Paris to Los Angeles No Manchester United Oh shit yeah I forgot about that yeah, yeah. I forgot and then then to Los Angeles so yeah he's had a few quite a few it's, a, it's an interesting career and I mean yeah. it's he, he obviously is a very good footballer. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, he he does things that no one else does on a, on a football pitch.
0: I think I remember reading something that he practiced like Kung Fu and stuff, and that was part of where these mad back-heeled overhead things come from.
1: Yeah, uh, it is a bit over, you know. Over-exaggerated. Uh, yeah, yeah, especially by himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh this whole black belt thing that he that he claims. I'm not I'm not sure yeah. that they actually that he actually has a black belt. He might have in, in Taekwondo. I don't know. He
0: has a character. But it's
1: but it's uh, yeah he has such an amazing balance. And for his size to have that that uh that balance and power and explosivity yeah. that he has. And uh I what I find most interesting about him is that the way he has added to his skill set during his career because he, when he broke through he was this tall very technical um, I think
0: probably that famous goal the Ajax goal where he just keeps dummying probably really sums up if you're listening what the goal I'm referring to is he's basically starts in like the edge of the box and he constant dummies like past everybody and then past the keeper and passes and I remember seeing it and
1: being like wow yeah, yeah guy and this was him that 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 was his style you know back yeah. then that was what he could do but he I mean he wasn't very good with his head it he wasn't yeah. very strong to be honest
0: yeah
1: uh, nowhere near like he is now yeah. and he he didn't have a, a, a great shot on him it, it was this technical striker basically yeah and then he moved to Turin and uh, to Juventus and they were like yeah uh, we know you can do this but you are so tall you're you're one ninety three, yeah. something. Uh, what is that? Six foot, like 6'5 five or something. Six five he's or massive. something. Yeah, yeah. He's he's huge, but you're not, you're not heading the ball right. You yeah. know, you need to learn that. So he just practice and practice and practice. And any teammate you will find that has actually uh, been in the team with Slatan. He he practices more than anyone else in the team. He is constantly on the training ground, constantly yeah. improving himself, and that's his key. So he learned how to you know score with his head. Um, and then he moved to to Inter, and they were like, "You really need. to... I mean, you're this tall, but you still get beat by 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 uh, uh, the defenders. You know, yeah. you need to put on some muscle." And he just gained, you know, twenty pounds pounds of muscle yeah, yeah. Uh, for that season, and all of a sudden, no one could you know push that- him out of the side anymore. And uh, it's like, yeah, but and and in that, and like in Barcelona, he found his way, um, like. He's, he almost never scored you know this distance shots before he, yeah. he was in it was in inter but it's like he gradually just you know just
0: constantly picking up improving yeah, his skill set yeah. the one that sticks out for me remember like pep wasn't picking him and our uh, barca went to the emirates yeah and uh, they were struggling i think they were losing 2-0 and slathan comes on and scores two one was like yeah. a, a lob from like far out and it's like this guy man he just can't like can't hide his quality the, uh i'd love to see Zlatan going to like sort of media when he when he yeah. retires, mainly covering the Premier League, so that I can just watch him. I am interested in him. He's like the main Swedish star. He's like the yeah. the a list of the number one uh, for a country that isn't renowned for producing these global stars. And I suppose the precedent to him was Freddie Lundberg where when yeah. he left. I mean, did you ever have any dealings with him?
1: Um, not not personally, actually. Uh, I, I obviously know a lot of people who has yeah. He, he, he is, uh, he, he, he's not very keen on media either. Mm. I mean, no, none of them are, you know, to be honest. Slatan uh, had
0: a real pop him in mean, his book. <laughs> he's like this dickhead talking about how it's done at Arsenal. He's like, I don't give a shit how it's done uh, at Arsenal. They, don't,
1: they, they, they did not get along. I mean, they were so totally different energies. Yeah. Um, Freddie's from, you know, uh, the West Coast, a little bit, you know, posher part of Sweden. Mm, yeah. Uh, um, slap hands from like the hood. Yeah, exactly. And, and, yeah, very diff, you know, very different energies from those two. Yeah. Um, but phrase he's, you know, he's a assistant coach to, uh, Emory now, uh, at Arsenal. I didn't, I did not know that. Yeah. He got, I he don't got, know how I didn't know that. He got promoted from the, uh, youth, uh, well. uh, section. So, uh, um, remember when I said to you
0: yesterday, I said Freddie Lindbergh was at Celtic, and I think you were like, really? And then I I, remember that. But then I also was like, wait, was he? Because he played like three games, (laughs) like in a cup game, and I'm like, wait, did Uh, I just imagine that? Like, have I just made that up? Was
1: this after he, he played for West Ham? Uh, yeah, I think it was like his last. It's like between West Ham and then moving to Seattle.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think he came to West Ham from us. Oh, I've just remembered another Swedish Celtic player, Daniel Mastorovic. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Big mighty. He, he kind of frustrated he's, he's, me.
1: He's a big friend with Slatan. They're they're like BFFs.
0: Uh, oh seriously? Yeah. Yeah. He he re- really annoyed me because you're like he looks like this big mean mad defender, yeah. and he just wasn't that great no, to no, be honest.
1: No. Yeah, I know.
0: But, um, yeah, the Swedish football landscape I think it contributes a lot more than people realize in terms of you know players and even coaches. Who was Kim Kim Karlström? he signed for Arsenal didn't he? Kim Karlsson signed for Arsenal Play, that he was like that two was three
1: games. Yeah, that was a big shock because I mean at one point in his career he he, he was you know uh, one of the most prolific Players for Leon. yeah, uh, playing both as a fullback and as a central Center mid, back, yeah. Um, and uh, at that point, I would have understand you know, a team, but at that, you know, this was a few years later. He was playing in Russia. Mm-hmm. He, he was injured, and for some reason, Arsen Wenger saw so uh, a, a use for him. But he, he didn't use him much. And then he was off in six months or so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, he's a great guy. Um, he, um, his first club in Sweden was uh, B- BK Hecken, which I was the press manager for uh, oh, nice. back in 2007, 2008. Um, so we had some dealings with him then. And he's, uh, he's really, you know, down to earth, really nice guy, really smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's gone. He's gone into punditry now, and oh, yeah. uh, he's doing really well. Um, so yeah, he's uh, he's the top guy. And unfortunately, he never he couldn't he could never really run. He was always very slow. Yeah, he had terrific long balls. He had terrific distance shots, relying on uh, that distribution. Yeah, he had he had great distribution and and great set piece. You know, dead ball uh, delivery. But he was just too slow for the absolute. You know, you you have to have a little bit more pace if you're gonna play. Uh, yeah. You know, the Premier League, um, you know, upper half, you know, any team, you need a little bit, little bit more pace, both in center mid and as a fullback. Yeah, um, he had a couple of seasons at Lyon where he was, you know, very, very pro- prolific and very good. But and for the national team as well, he was, you know, Zlatan's main provider for mm-hmm. for goals for the national team that. You could always see them clicking, and it's like two people on the pitch that yeah. they just could, they, they just played football on a little bit different level than the rest of them. Yeah. So he could he could spot the runs from Slatan before anyone else could, and he could actually deliver the ball uh, to him. I remember one game against England actually, with, where was that the one where Slatan scored that
0: overhead kick from like yeah. way out? Do you know what he yeah. said to the? It might have been Phil Jones or someone else. So he said uh, after he scored that he's like you're going to want to swap shirts with me because this shirt's going to be worth 100,000 euros <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something you would say <laughs> yeah it was funny and it's yeah. like
0: you know what he's not wrong either he's no, probably no. right Yeah, I'm quite curious what's the perception of Scottish football because the majority of people listening to this will be Scottish yeah, football yeah. fans primarily like in Sweden was it at a- more of a height when like Johan and-, and Henrik were playing at Celtic
1: um, Henrik's, you know, uh, um, years for Celtic has definitely uh, have it, had an impact on on how Scottish football is perceived in in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, yeah, I mean, the old firm everyone knows, obviously, uh, through Henrik. Yeah, most people, uh, many people have like some sort of relationship with with Celtic.
0: Do you know a, a Swedish player signed for Rangers like this summer? and uh, they were like what's your knowledge of Scottish football and he's like well obviously watching Henrik Larson play for Celtic <laughs> and you're <they were> like <laughs> oh, yes no
1: you can't do that as a Rangers player <laughs>
0: yeah, I know I know uh, it's like brilliant but yeah as you say Henrik's relationship with Celtic yeah. he obviously did so much for but I
1: mean we used to we, we still have Scottish football on you know occasionally yeah. on TV like they, 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 you know, the old firm obviously uh, is on TV and you watch that and yeah. it's massive and, and you always want Celtic to do good in, in, in Europe and stuff like that yeah. Um, I mean not. I'm a Liverpool supporter so I have like a it's yeah. almost like a relationship with, with, with Celtic through them. Yeah, a bit uh, of a connection. There we, is a bit of a connection. We've there.
0: even I mean we've had Danish players like uh, Mark Reaper, Martin Wurst, um yeah. you know Norwegian Ronnie Dyla you know, Stefan Johansson, Joe Engerberger as yeah. well. Um Joe Berget actually came back to knock us out of Europe in like
1: two thousand fourteen. So that was nice of having- him. <laughs> <laughs> that's when when you had Van Dyke and he was actually shit in that game yeah and I was like yeah because you, you'd heard about Van Dyke. yeah and it was like yeah the Malmo strikers won't be able to do anything against him and he had this he had the worst yeah, game of the terrible. season uh, and now look at him I know it turned
0: out he turned out okay yeah and, he's alright um, <laughs> final word do you think Van Dyke will move on to Barca I feel like that's just the next progression for him. Uh,
1: might happen. I don't know. I'd like to see him I, play now. I I think um, if he wins the Ballon d'Or this season, which I think he is the uh uh the front runner front runner for mm. I think he'll actually get it. That that'll put him in a such a unique position as a yeah. center back because he will be the first center back since Cannavaro yeah. to get it. Um Cannavaro won if he, it in 2006 yeah, World Cup, yeah. World Cup, yeah. Uh so it's been thirteen years since um it's basically only been Ronaldo and Messi since then. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 it's uh, uh so yeah, that that'll put him in a position where he could just play for any team in the world he wanted. Yeah. Oh he he was just different class watching him. Um it's it, like watching an adult play with children sometimes. Oh yeah. Because he's so massive. And he's so fast. The, yeah, there's, and, a, there's and, a clip like we played
0: Celtic played Rangers in 2015 at the end, 31st of January League Cup semi final, Celtic 2, Rangers. Now it was the first time we played for years um, after they disappeared, and uh, he's like gl- walking out of defence, and a Rangers player, then Nicky Law, I think his name was. I can't remember. I don't know any of their players to be honest. And uh, he's running, and he's going like full speed and he's going to bang into him, and he bounced off of Van Dyke, and Van Dyke just <laughs> yeah. keeps walking. It's like pushing a little boy away. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, well, Mate, this has been great. Thank you, Patrick. Thank yeah, you no, to, no problem. Thank you to the top lads at Buzzsprout. As always, you'll be able to find uh, any contact details for Patrick and anyone else or anything we've spoken about in the episode notes. Thanks for listening.